Georgia Durante grew up in Rochester, New York, and her modeling career commenced when she was just 12 years old. Before long, her stunning looks propelled her to cover girl stardom as the most photographed young woman in America. If you're old enough, you might remember her as the Kodak girl. All too soon, by happenstance, she became involved with the mob and taken under the wings by legendary mobsters such as Carlos Gambino and Sammy Giancana. Married to a mobster herself, her life took an ugly turn when she realized way too late that her husband was to be very kind and abusive person who'd think nothing of holding a pistol to Durante's head and playing a game of Russian roulette. Durante eventually escaped her life as a mobster's wife and started an entirely new life as a Hollywood stunt driver. I'm correspondent Tom Wilmer. I had the pleasure to meet Georgia Durante at, of all places, a summer camp for kids run by St. Vincent de Paul in the hills above Santa Barbara, California, where Georgia talked about her best-selling book that's presently optioned as a movie, The Company She Keeps, The Life of Georgia Durante, from supermodel to getaway driver for the mob. I wrote a book about my life and I had women coming out of the woodwork, you know, emailing me every day about how I changed their lives. And you were the original Kodak girl? I was. I started modeling when I was 12. I'm from Rochester, New York, and by the time I was 17, I was considered the most photographed girl in the country. Wow. I became the Kodak girl. What year was that when you this became Kodak? Well, I started when I was 12, so that was 1962. Mm -hmm. I just turned 66. And, uh, and you know, Rochester was kind of, uh, everybody was Italian. I didn't know anybody who wasn't Italian until I was like 17 years old. So a lot of these guys were mob guys, but, you, you know, when you're, you grow up with kind them. Kind of out of context. Yeah, you don't. They were the guy down the street. Exactly. You know, you just don't think of them as mob guys. Anyway, um, the guy who was the godfather of that area had come to my rescue when two guys were hitting on me, and I was only like 13 years old. And he watched me grow up, and he just kind of became my protector. Mm -hmm. So when I was uh, 18, I moved with two other girls to New York City, and the first people we meet there are mob guys, you know? And then they brought us to an after-hour club. Was this just kind of coincidental, just random? Yeah, yeah. of course. I mean, my whole life is like that. I think I attract that, right? Anyway, we go to this after-hour club, and we hit it off with all the guys in there, and they asked us if we would bartend. This is my daughter. <laughs> I will call you back. That's my 46-year-old daughter. Anyway, you know, they, uh, they asked us if we would, you know, bartend. So we did that for fun. And uh, I was actually alone behind the bar, and I just set a drink in front of this guy. And uh, he pulls out a gun and shoots the guy next to him. Whoa. And everybody scattered and the owner who I was dating threw me the car keys and he says Georgia girl go get the car bring it up so I uh, got the car and they got him down two flights of stairs and threw him in the back seat and I drove him to Bellevue Hospital where we just left his body on the sidewalk beeped the horn and took off and uh, all they talked about was man Georgie girl can you drive a car you know it's like they could care less whether this guy lived or died you know so then I went back to Rochester for a weekend and I ran into Sammy G, who was, by this time, he was the godfather of that area. And he says, Georgia, 
He says, you have to do me a favor. And I said, sure, Sammy, what, what, do you, what do you want? And he said, you have to deliver a message for me. He said, if anybody finds out about this, they're going to find my body in the Genesee River. And uh, I said, sure. So next day he comes, he gives me an envelope, a sealed envelope. I fly back to New York, and there's this black limousine waiting for me. And they drive me into Brooklyn, and I get escorted into this back room where there's four guys sitting. And now I'm 17 years old, right? And they introduced me as Georgie Girl. And um, they had talked about how I drove the car so much that night that they had this one guy raised his eyebrow like he recognized the name, and he, and he did. And anyway, as they're escorting me out, the guy says to me, the old man really liked you. And I said, which old man? They were all old, <laughs> right? <laughs> It turned out it was Carlo Gambino. Oh wow! So they must have figured, gee, if Sammy can trust her, you know, trust mm -hmm. trust with a message like that, and they knew I could drive, and I was appearing on covers of magazines. Like, who was going to ever suspect me, right? So they started using me to deliver packages and messages. And of course, at that time in my life, I would have joined a posse going in any direction as long as there was danger and excitement. You so know? it was just a fun adventure for you. Exactly, you know. And I really didn't know what was in these packages. And I would be dropping them off to these guys in suits at JFK Airport. And I find out later there's millions of dollars in the packages. And I'm turning the money over to the CIA, who is laundering the money for the mob in foreign countries. Wow. So I started getting in kind of deep, and um, it just one thing led to another, and, and it kind of progressed from that point, and um, they asked me to drive them on what they called pickups, and I, w I assume what they were doing was collecting the money that was owed to them, and if they had to beat people up to do it, that's what they were doing. But what they were actually doing was robbing places. And one day they came out with their guns out and flung open the doors and said, step on it. So you're the getaway driver. the getaway driver. Wow. And that is basically how I became a stunt driver. And uh, I was running from the mob. And I couldn't model because they'd figure out where I was. And, uh, and Why I, did you decide to escape and make a break? Well, there's a lot more involved. You're going to have to read the book. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, and we're wait for the movie. Yeah, that's... Maybe in the works, too, but uh, I, I actually married a guy in the mob who was extremely abusive, you know, put a gun to my head with one bullet in it and pulled the trigger twice, you know, and so there's a lot of abusive issues in that book as well, and that's what women were relating to. They were seeing themselves on the pages, and they just said, you know, if she could do it with what she was up against, and I can do it, and then it gave them the motivation to get out of their relationships, and... So that's so. the underlying thematic thread in your book, then? Well, I didn't know that's what it was going to be. I was just telling my story, right. you know, and it turned out that it was helping so many people, which put me on another path. Then I started going into prisons and speaking to women and going to abuse women's shelters and um, kids on drugs. And so I felt that was what God wanted me to do. And, you know, it's like you can't... I'm not in the driver's seat, he is, and that's kind of where it took me. Interesting. So you're in L.A. now. Yes, I am. And do you work? What do you do? Well, I was a stunt woman for 30 years. And and mostly car stunts? Driving stunts, yeah. And then I had a couple of stunts go wrong, and I had to uh, retire early, which is another God thing because that's when... Um, my granddaughter was born, and they, she was put into a foster home. 
and I got her out, and that's, you know, that's another thing I'm supposed to be doing. <laughs> so I love it. Yeah, a little so. bit more about your book. It obviously has been a great success and touched a lot of people's lives. Yeah, it actually became a, a bestseller. Uh, the first publisher who saw it had it within their hands for 23 hours and sent me a contract. Nice. In the name of the book? It's called The Company She Keeps. And I was tipped off by your friend that there is somebody in Hollywood that is optioning your book and considering it seriously for a movie. Yes, yeah. Well, we're not going to go there until it's like a done deal. <laughs> I don't want to ruin anything. Yeah, really. <laughs> yeah it's actually been optioned uh, quite a few times, but I think this time it's it just it's made... It's stick. Yeah, yeah. Name me your book and where somebody would find it. Well, they can go to my website, which is the name of the book. It's called thecompanysheKeeps.com, or they can get it on Amazon. Penguin Publishing just came out with the uh, mass market paperback rights, so that's on there. They can get it downloaded or whatever. Georgia Durante, what a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you so much. You're welcome. You've been listening to the Lowell Thomas award-winning travel show Journeys of Discovery with Tom Wilmer, a featured podcast on NPR.org's podcast directory. Produced by California Central Coast NPR affiliate KCBX. You are invited to subscribe to Journeys of Discovery with Tom Wilmer on NPR.org, NPR One, iTunes, Stitcher.com, and more than 20 other podcast channels around the world. To learn more about Tom Wilmer's journeys around America and the world, log on to ThomasCWilmer.com. World Bicycle Relief partners with communities to deliver specially designed, locally assembled, rugged bicycles for people in need. Nearly one billion people in rural regions of the world live in communities far from the nearest paved road, walking miles every day just to survive. Distance is a barrier to attending school, receiving health care, delivering goods to market, and other critical services needed to thrive. Find out how you can help deliver rugged, dependable, life-changing bicycles to deserving communities. Log on to worldbicyclerelief.org to learn more.